I'd been seeking God for a Christmas message, and all he kept telling me was fire, fire, fire. Our God is a consuming fire. It's interesting to me when I began to do a study on God, he is referenced by fire all the time. Uh, this, this is not just a simulation, he's similar, he is fire. When, whenever they would put a sacrifice for sin on the altar, fire came down from heaven. God consumed it. Elijah put his sacrifice and fire came down. God is fire. God is fire. He's a consuming fire. You can't, there's, there's no room for any other elements in fire. Fire consumes and eats the oxygen. It eats everything else. It consumes it. You can get warmed by the fire, but once you get caught by the fire, you're in fire. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what's happening among us now. Some of you are warming up. That's nice praise. That's nice worship. But but some of you got a little too close and the fire gets on you and you start burning. And God consumes you. That's what fire is. It's consuming. It's no respecter of persons. It just consumes whatever it can get on. And the fire of God, I I call it a Christmas fire because what is so out of sight, what is so amazing is that God lit a match on Christmas in the earth. Where better place to light a fire than in hay? He put that baby in a little manger with hay. He lit a match and threw it into the hay and it began to burn. And there's a burning fire, a consuming fire since Jesus came to earth to vanquish sin so that He could put a fire in you. And on the day of Pentecost, fire came over their heads and represented the fire of God's presence in them. God is a consuming fire. He wants to burn everything in you that is not of Him. This fire needs to spread. It's going to spread in your belly. It's going to spread in your heart. It's going to spread in your mind. And it's going to consume you with fire. With His presence. The symbol of the Holy Spirit is fire. Because it's cleansing. And it's ultimately going to consume everything that it takes. In fact, in Deuteronomy, the writer of Hebrews was quoting Deuteronomy 4.24 For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. And what he means by that consuming fire is he says he's jealous. It's a love. It's a fire that is, is going to burn against everything that distracts us from him. Fire is jealous. Jealous to consume everything. If a fire starts in one place, it's jealous to want to have everything on fire. You know what I'm talking about? If a fire is contained to maybe a wick or something, but what would happen, brothers and sisters, if I drop that fire into these things here? It's jealous. It'll fight. It wants it all. It'll leak over to the carpet and want to burn everything else up. It's jealous. God is jealous for you. He loves you. He wants nothing straying from your passion and His passion. You're uniting with Him. Nothing else in the way. No restraints. His fire over Israel was jealous over the people. And now His fire for you is jealous. His Spirit's in you. And once the flame got put in you, He doesn't want to stay on a little wick. He's jealous to consume every thought you have. He's jealous to consume every one of your emotions. He's jealous to consume every moment of your day. He's jealous to burn up all the oxygen you breathe every day so that what you breathe, we live and move and have our being on fire in Him. Do you see this fire? It's consuming. Our God is fire. 
He's a consuming fire. Now, we have a problem. Here's our problem. Everything we related to in the past hundred years to light is illumination. But uh, before a hundred years ago, everybody on earth understood that light always meant fire. You see, we've forgotten that. You want to light your house, you go to light switch and go, boop, it's illuminated. We say God is light, we think he's a light bulb. We think it's just light. You have to get the mindset of Scripture now. And, and, and this blew me away. It, it blows me away when you begin to consider that every reference to light in Scripture is a reference to fire. How can you say that? Well, what does the sun give us? Heat, light, right? What is the sun? Fire! Really, in reality, each one of these bulbs has a filament that's what? Fire! So every reference in the Old Testament to light and being the light of the world, you're the fire of the earth. It's all about fire. And what does fire do? Consumes and catches everything else around it on fire. It should not be contained. And Jesus says, you are the light, you're the fire of the earth. Listen, God is a consuming fire. Light always meant fire to anybody in the scriptural times, whether it was a flame on a candle, oil in a lamp, a campfire, the noonday sun, it all meant fire. Now, now even go further with this, consider this. You live by eating. We have light, we need the sun. You eat plants. You eat animals who eat the plants. The only reason plants grow is because of what? Light. Photosynthesis that makes them grow. And they grow because of light. And they produce fruit and vegetables. And animals sustain themselves on the plants. And we sustain ourselves on them. Literally, fire is our source of life. That's what God's saying. I need to be in everything. Everything. God never intended for you to add Jesus to your life. Never intended for you to add Jesus to your life. He intended for Jesus to take over your life. To consume you completely. To burn in you. Everything in you is burning. You could feel it this morning. Something was beginning to catch on. I don't want to stop that. But there's a fire, right? Now fire, sometimes we love to keep fire contained. Because it's a dangerous thing. What will happen if the fire of God gets loose? Amen? It's the problem with the church in the United States. We've contained the fire of God. We've made Him prim and proper. Don't go beyond my vocal cords. I don't want to interfere with somebody else. Don't let the fire touch someone else. We've not evangelized enough. We've not been passionate enough. We've not been fervent enough. That fire needs to consume, consume, consume. The flames of God's fire have moved passionately in South America. They're moving passionately in Africa. The word and the world now is that the southern hemisphere is in revival. The southern hemisphere is on fire for God. There's a fire brewing like a volcano under China. It's the underground church and there's a fire brewing. It's catching fire. I don't remember the statistics of how many Christians are being saved day by day, minute by minute, by the thousands. It's going to erupt and it's going to cause lava to flow and everything's going to burn. 
In fact, hey, wait a minute. How is God going to cleanse the earth? He's going to baptize it. Didn't John the Baptist say he will come and baptize you, immerse you in the Holy Spirit and what? Fire. That's the nature of God. God's own nature is going to consume you. Before you speak anything out of your mouth, put it on fire. It should be on fire with the grace of God. You shouldn't be saying idle words, foolish words, bad words, filthy language. First, have a fire in your tongue so that it burns everything before you say it. Ha! <laughs> then when you go to say something you shouldn't, you'll go, ha, ah, and just smoke will go, poof. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before you touch anything, put your hand on fire and say, should my hand touch that thing? And if it's wood, hay, or stubble, it'll burn it. You don't need it. God is a fire, a consuming fire. God is a fire. Moses heard the, the voice of God out of a burning bush. The very presence of God spoke to him. It didn't consume that bush, but it was totally that bush. God isn't trying to eliminate you. He's trying to illuminate you. I like that. Just came from above. He's not trying to eliminate you. He's trying to illuminate you. Amen? Catch you on fire. Somebody write that down. I need it for second service. God guided the Israelites by a pillar of what? Fire. Every representation of God. I, I, I can't say it every representation, but most representations of God is that fire. It's a consuming fire. Fire ignited the first church at Pentecost. Paul was met on the road to Damascus with a light from heaven that was brighter than the sun. And what is the sun? Fire. John says this, in him is life. And the life was the light. Now remember, what is light to the Old Testament mind, to the New Testament mind? Fire. He is the flame. In Him was life, and that life was the fire of all mankind. The fire shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overtake it. The true light, the true fire that enlightens every man was coming into the world. And Jesus finally said, I'm the light of the world. And again, because of our culture and our time, when we say He's the light of the world, we just think of something glowing. But in reality, the reference to light is fire. Jesus said, I am the fire of the world. I am the fire of the world. And then He says this, You are the light of the world. You are the fire. And so on Christmas, God said, it's time to begin the judgment of the earth. It's time for the righteous judge to come to earth, pay the penalty for all sin and all righteousness on the cross, and judgment will begin as the Spirit of God, His fire is loosed in my church. And the church will bring that judgment, that fire, that truth. Right now is the opportunity for everyone to hear the truth because there is coming a fire that will consume everything. His presence is going to come into the earth and completely cause this earth to be on fire. So catch the fire, brothers and sisters. Let me just close with this one other thing. In 2 Peter 1.3 it says this. 2 Peter 1.3 His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, 
He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may partake in His divine nature. We partake in God's divine nature. How? Do we come omniscient? No. Do we come omnipresent? No. What part of His divine nature do we partake in? Do we... What do we... Someone said His life. Yes, His life. And our God is a consuming fire. Probably the best interpretation for partaking in His divine nature is catching fire. Catching fire. Now this fire is either going to draw people or repel people. And many of you have seen it repel people. They can't take the truth. They can't take the fire. They repel. But this jealous fire, when it gets hold of someone who wants to be consumed, will draw them in and burn them up. I don't mean burn you out. If you're burned out, that's a flesh issue. But I'm talking about burning you up. Illuminating you. And so it is in the last days. And so it is that when Christ returns, He says in Revelation 21, there will be no need for the sun. The ultimate fire in our universe, there'll be no need for it. For the Lamb Himself shall light that city. He'll be the fire. He'll be the sun that burns. He will be in our midst. And that fire will burn forever. And we will be ultimately, totally, blessedly consumed in His nature of love and grace and mercy. And we will know Him as He is known. He knows us as we're known. This morning, brothers and sisters, so it's a drawing. It's a drawing. Some of you have... have done very well at containing Jesus to a wick in a part and portion of your life. Jesus has been hoping that it'll fall over so He can start catching everything else on fire. I pray, my earnest prayer, is that if God is jealous to consume us with His nature, we would let Him.